1: Good morning sports fans and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, the 23rd of September. Huge weekend of sports. We're going to be talking about the Rays and the Jays in a battle for the wild card in the American League. Of course, the Bucks and the Packers tomorrow, Brady versus Rodgers, or is it defense versus defense? College football, Tennessee and Florida, and of course the President's Cup. The number here 877 877- JimmyBSports.com will get you on the show we'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1.
0: Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria. Serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering mm-hmm. at formaggios.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formaggios.com F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. com. Pizzeria. It's
1: what's cooking for dinner.
0: Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show and Power 90.1
1: Good morning, sports fans. Hopefully everyone had a great week getting ready for a big weekend full of sports. Lots to get to. Let's talk about the Rays first. October the 7th, that's a date to circle the calendar. That's when the wildcard round starts. Of course, the Rays at this point most likely will not catch the Yankees, but we are in the wild card race with Toronto most likely. Seattle's in there. We're vying for either the first second or third spot quite honestly and if we finish in the first wildcard spot we will be hosting the second wildcard team which is a better scenario than being second and playing all the games on the road so I think that as we go into the weekend it's a huge series against Toronto here at the Tropicana Field got off to a good start on Thursday night with the victory so we'll have to wait and see what the Rays do the next couple days to improve their standing in that all-important wild-card race. Now, across, there's a few weeks left in the in baseball season, two weeks to be exact. The Dodgers have officially secured the season's first playoff spot, and Houston Astros and the Mets are right behind them. So, Houston came in this past week, and you know, we didn't score many runs against them, and we lost all three games. I believe it was the first time that we got uh, shut out out in a series at the drop since 2017 we did not look good against Houston by any stretch During those three days We did pick up a nice win On on Thursday night So we're still in the wild card Don't get me wrong We get Seattle We're going against the Jays That's why this series is so important Across the Major League Baseball The Phillies in San Diego Are battling it out For the remaining wild card spots Uh, And then of course We have Albert Pujol's quest For 700 career home runs And Aaron Judge's race To 62 Home runs. Want to talk a little bit about that here shortly, but when we talk about the playoff matchups, gotta be paying attention to the race schedule. The last couple of weeks very tough the way that we finish, so it's gonna be important that we use all the players that we have on the roster. Like I said, the Dodgers have already secured the first playoff berth um, of this season. 10th straight trip to the postseason if you're following and what's going to happen next is that if they win the National League West they're going to win it on Monday night with they win in Arizona Houston Astros who we mentioned before the second team to clinch a postseason berth and they did it you know against us honestly this past week so that's Houston's fifth division crown in the past six seasons they're definitely a team to be reckoned with and I think that Uh, They would actually beat the Yankees, I believe, in a series. That's just my opinion. Then you have the Mets. The Mets clinched a playoff spot with Monday's win in Milwaukee. They're still chasing... Um, The bigger goal The National League East title And the wild card round By the comes with that So we'll see That's going to be their first playoff appearance Since 2016 I believe They're battling the Braves It's going to come down to the wire With those two teams We'll see what happens So We talk about Aaron Judge a little bit He hit his 60th home run earlier this week Uh, 61 will tie in with Roger Maris I want to say this. He's on, he's on the pace to the triple crown with home runs, RBIs, average. I, I think he's someone that obviously is having a season that you just don't see too often, but they're still talking about Shuteo Altani with the Angels as being a potential MVP. I don't know. I, I see Judge all the way with that. Here's the question of the week. If you're at a Yankees game when Judge hits the home run that breaks Roger Maris's record and you were able to get the ball somehow. I'm sure you'd have to fight off about 30 people to be able to get that ball and, and whatnot. But you pay the prices, the absorber, and fees, by the way, that the Yankees are charging now for those seats in the outfield. Go figure. Uh, but say you catch the ball, you have it. What do you do? Do you give it back to them? Do you hold on to it, try to sell it because you know it's going to be worth something? It's going to be worth somewhere between, I don't know, $100,000 to you know, on up from there, up to a million probably for that ball. Do you hang on to it and try to you know, profit from it that way? Do you give it back to them and ask for some season tickets, playoff tickets, or whatever it might be? That's the question I'm throwing out there, and I'd love you to go to jimmybsports.com, log in, let me know what your thoughts are with that, sports at power901.com. will also get you the ability to email your answer. I think that if you're out there, the Yankees, again, raising the prices for people to sit out there to potentially catch that ball. If you go out there, you pay those prices, you fight the crowds to be able to go ahead and, and get that ball, just imagine for a second if you, you know, some poor kid in the stands catches the ball in his glove. He's going to get pummeled out there, unfortunately. So would you give the ball back to the Yankees? Would you hang on to it? or love to hear what you have to say. 877-448-7901. Quite honestly, I think I would hold on to it and just... Uh, now have it for a while. The options will be there as to what you can do with it later on. And also, you know, I always wondered, in a situation like that, who uh, who's going to pay you for it? Is it going to be judged? The guy that hit the home run will be the Yankees organization? Uh, not quite sure how that works, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on that and and what you think. Getting back to the Rays, so this past week Houston came down and we really, like I said, we really were flat against them. And it, it, no, whether it be the pitching, whether it be the hitting, the bats for us said it so many times on this show. The bats are the key for us to be able to win and move on. And never was it so evident as it was this week when we probably didn't score more than, I don't know, three or four runs in the three games and ended up you know, getting beat by the, the Jays, which never should happen down here right now. 83 67 going into the weekend. A uh, game and a half behind Toronto in the wild card, but we're also ahead of Seattle. We're in second position right now, so we could be in first position for the wild card by the time that the weekend is over, and that's what we're hoping to do. It was nice to see on Thursday night a couple of the younger players. Aranda came and had a Jonathan Aranda had a nice uh, home run. Um, Franco had a two run double. Excuse me And I think that uh, The bats woke up And I think the Rays understand The significance Of the game And the series This weekend Because like I said Not many games left You may have heard about An incident with A Rosarina And Yandy Diaz Uh, There weren't many hits In the game But I guess Monday night The Rays had a couple hits In the parking lot Allegedly when Diaz and Rosarina had a quote-unquote discussion. Uh, I'm yet to see, actually, Diaz come back to play since then. Speculation, he may have hurt his shoulder in the um, uh, uh, extracurricular activities. I'm not quite sure. Rosarina played, had a good game the other night, but haven't seen Diaz yet, so I'm not quite sure what happened. All I know is that if it was an isolated incident, and everyone got back on the same page with they, which what they are saying, they did then no harm done, and, you know, guys are going to be guys, whatever it might be, and let it play out, and now get back to business, so we'd love to hear your thoughts, the number here, of course, is 877-448-7901, if you look at the Rays right now, you know, we are that team that no one really wants to play, whether it be any time in the first round of the playoffs, in the wild card round, whatever it may be. Because, like I said, if you get Glasnow back, which is a very strong possibility right now, you have McClanahan, you you have Kluber, I I think that you get a starting rotation there with Rasmussen, that we could really cause some trouble for other teams in the the playoffs. That rotation that I just mentioned would be very strong. I'm hoping that I really do hope that Cash is able to go out there and get some type of continuity for the last couple of weeks because the players, yeah, they all want to be ready. Cash does a great job of getting everyone to be ready to go out there and play at any time. But I think as we get closer to the playoffs, it's important that he sets the tempo and gets some type of consistency with the team so that the players know what's expected of them in certain situations. Maybe get more of a consistent lineup instead of, you never know who's going to be leading off, who's going to be batting you know, fourth or ninth or whatever it may be. Let the, Let the players know so that they can mentally prepare as well. Again, my whole... My whole knock on the Rays, if there is one, is that, yeah, they definitely do a good job of the regular season, especially this year with all of the injuries that we've had. We're able to go out there, weather the storm, and get to this point. Do I think we'll make the playoffs? I do. But the issue is, it's not about making the playoffs. This team shouldn't be built around the fact of just making the playoffs unless that's all the organization wants to do. But I'm sure they don't. They want more than that. In order to get more than that, you need to be able to get the right combination and the right blueprint to be able there to go out there and win the American League and get to the World Series and ultimately win that. I want to hear a player say that for the race. I haven't heard that. You know, it's like, well, we want to get to the playoffs one game at a time. Right. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I think sometimes that is the mentality of that team is just to make it to the playoffs and not get the actual ring. Don't get me wrong. They want the ring. They want the championship. But I don't think that's in their minds to be able to strive for that. Anyway, let me know your thoughts. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1.
0: shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, Now. back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, we're talking about the Bucks after their great win last week up there in New Orleans as they beat the Saints 20 to 10. I think it was a great game for a lot of reasons, but mostly because we took the first two games on the road and we did it without Tom Brady in the offense. Putting up a lot of points 20 points in the first game We only had 19 against the Cowboys In the season opener The difference is the defense Our defense has been spectacular If you look We're leading the uh, NFL in sacks With five I believe We've held the other team Now the other teams have been the Saints and the Cowboys To 13 points In two games How awesome is that so Todd Bowles' defense has really stepped up and made it possible for the Bucs to start off two and zero. Before the season, you look at those first four games: Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs. How many of us thought that the best they could do was two and two? Maybe even worse than that if you looked at you know some of the other players on the other teams. Now, after winning the first two. I think we have a good shot of going at least 3-1. and one. I believe we're going to beat the Packers tomorrow. I think that when you talk about Tampa and the Packers, you obviously talk about Brady and Rodgers, two of the best quarterbacks to ever lace them up. And I think that while well, all the talk should be about what they've done in the past. As for right now, it's about the defenses. It's going to be a battle of the defenses for this game. There are injuries, of course, no. If you look on the Green Bay side, uh, Bakhtari has a knee. He's questionable. Watson, Sammy Watkins, as of just recently, he's out with a hamstring. He's not going to play. You have Christian Watson with a hamstring. Randall Cobb is... Uh, Under the weather with an illness, so those guys aren't going to be able to uh, go. They're going to rely on A.J. Dillon and Jones, no doubt. Uh, Lazard is going to play for them. But on our side, we talk about what we have to do to win the games. The whole battle in the NFL is to be able to score points. You cannot count on our defense To continue to hold up the way they have Throughout the rest of the season There's still 15 games left Uh, Letting the other team score 13 points combined in two games Is an amazing feat But sooner or later The defense is going to give up points And we're going to have to score points On the offensive side I mean that's really the challenge for all the teams the uh, Green Bay has a great um, defensive challenge there with Kenny Clark coming at us. Our offensive line has really done a good job. I know we talked so many times about the um, how young they are, how the, the inexperience is going to really come into play and, and make it harder for the Bucks to go out there and win games. And it may still, don't get me wrong, it, it might happen. But for right now, those guys have really been um, doing a great job for the first two games um, You go out there As Brady had said In one of his press conferences It's like a demo- demolition derby You have guys coming in and out You never finish the game With the same guys That you start the game with uh, So like I said The offensive line is doing a great job Each week is going to be A different challenge The Saints had a different uh, look Than we're going to see Against uh, the Packers this week So I think that you can't rely on the defense to hold the other team to uh you know under 14 points like we have it comes down to being able to score points and you really can't score points without with, with having turnovers. So you have to eliminate the turnovers. When you have a fourth and one, you have to get the fourth and one. So to, to be able to win games, you have to score points. To be able to score points, you have to be very strong in the red zone area. To be strong in the red zone area, you have to be strong on third down. To be able to be strong on third down, you have to be able to be very good at first and second down to get to that third down. And then to be able to get to first and second down, the special teams have to really play well to give you that opportunity in the first place. And then even before that, the defense has to play well to be able to give any of those things a chance to play out. So it really, truly is a complementary game of uh, football all the way around for all the teams in the NFL. But again, it's a challenge. Because when you have young receivers, like we do, it's going to be a challenge for Brady to be able to get them on the same page. And for the receivers, it's going to be a matter of what they can do. Because Brady has seen, you're not going to throw a defense at him that he hasn't seen before. You're not going to uh, confuse him. What you are having a chance to do if you're the other team is to show him some defenses that have blitzes, um, maybe some zero coverage down the field, allowing him to make some quick decisions. He does get the ball out very quickly, so it is a, it is a plus for him. But when you look at who he's going to, that Gage is going to have to have a good game. Perryman's going to have the good game because – Evans isn't going to be there. Godwin probably isn't going to be there, nor should he be. He shouldn't have been there the first game, in my opinion. And uh, Julio Jones, not quite sure what the story is with him, but he's questionable as we speak. And I think that his knee may be a little bit more banged up than people are saying. So, with all that said and done, I think that when you look at what the Bucks need to do this week, they need to go out there. They want to run the ball that leans very heavily on Fournette and he's had a great first two games of the season. Is he banged up a little bit already? Yes he does. He has a he has a hamstring as well, but I'm sure he'll be in there. How effective will he be for the whole game? I'm not quite sure. Rashad White may have to pick up the slack. I think we might see a larger role. Uh, this week with Vaughn in there. So I think that that's something to, to pay attention to. want to touch a little bit on why Evans isn't playing for us. If you remember in the game last week against the Saints, there's a lot of history with Lattimore, their defensive back for the Saints, and Evans over the past years. Going back, uh, probably a good six, seven years. Twenty seventeen, Evans got suspended for a game for a similar altercation. So, what had happened was that the teams were going back and forth. There was a, I think it was three three at the time in the um, in the third quarter last week. And Lattimore, of course, is out there doing all kinds of trash talking. And uh, finally, Brady had had enough and said something to him and got in his face. And one thing led to the other. Fournette was there, got pushed a little bit, and all of a sudden uh, Evans comes from the sidelines and just pushes Latimer right over. A little melee ensued after that. Um, you had Arians on the sideline talking, which uh, there's a lot of questions of why he was even on the sidelines. I guess one of the stories was is that the Saints did not have room in the press box for him, the general manager there, Todd Light, so they're on the sideline. Not quite sure what know what validity that is but you know a- anyway so that all started and come suspension time Evans gets suspended again for his actions now looking at everything, do I agree with the suspension? Yeah, I mean, there's been a history there, and I would, I'm i okay with Evans being suspended for a game. However, I am not okay with Lattimore not being suspended for a game because he was the reason the whole thing started in the first place with his actions through the first three quarters. So he was the instigator In everything I think Brady went out there And kind of had enough He was frustrated The way the game was going They couldn't get on track From an offensive standpoint And you know He goes out there And obviously When your quarterback Is drawn With his Other team's defense And gets into their faces You're going to back him up Especially if his number is 12 And his name is Tom Brady Which is exactly What Fournette And Evans did Evans took it a step too far So he won't be Dressing for tomorrow's game. What he did do was he did get Lattimore out of the game because they both got ejected at that point and we did go on to score some points. So maybe in retrospect by the Evans doing what he did and getting Lattimore out of the game, you could say it enabled us to go out there and win that game. And if you want to say that, that's fine. I'll I'll go along with that. But nonetheless, we won't have Evans here tomorrow. And, you know, after, I, I do think we're going to win this game, by the way. If you look at Brady on this team since he's been here, if you take away the Rams and take away the Saints, other than those two teams, the Bucks record are 30-3 since Brady's been here. So we find a way to be able to win games, uh, especially when we're not playing the Saints and the Rams. So I do look forward to it being, that's why it's one of the more key games and obviously it should be. Do I think it's going to be a shootout? No, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think that it's going to come down to some key plays on the special teams. I think that um, a field goal here, a field goal there could very well be the difference in the game. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1.
0: Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area. Like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, suite number six. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t shirts. Restrictions apply. Call donation center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813 752 7638. That's 813 752 7638. Now back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports show on Power 90.1.
1: NFL fans, welcome back. We talked about the Bucks and the Packers. Other than those two teams playing, you have Carson Wentz is playing his old team, the Eagles this weekend. In a Washington and Philly matchup. You have Pat Mahomes and Matt Ryan doing battle in Indy. And then a Monday night game with the Cowboys and Giants. So it should be a good week as far as those go. You have the Chiefs at the Colts, like I mentioned. That's a 1 o'clock game tomorrow. I think that the Chiefs are able uh, to hold off Indy. It's, a, it's an important game for Indy. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than some people think. You have the Bills. At Miami, which is uh, one of the better games this weekend as well. That's a one o'clock game. You have Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Waddle, some awesome receivers there. Of course, the quarterbacks, Tua Tagovailoa and Josh Allen. Uh, Allen, probably the best fantasy point getter for quarterbacks in the league. I think it's going to be a huge game in the air this week. I would take the over. If you're looking for in that game. And I think that Buffalo, despite coming off a short week because they played um, Monday night, I do look for them to continue their winning ways and beat the Dolphins. A couple 0 2 teams, Raiders and Titans will be playing. I think that, um, you know, Tennessee's quarterback Tannehill has success against the Raiders, he's 4 0 in his career. I'm uh, not quite sure what that's going to bring in that game, but I will take Oakland in that game against Tennessee by a touchdown. The Ravens 1-1 and the Patriots are 1-1. Uh, Patriots had a big win last week. You have uh, Lamar Jackson going for the Ravens, of course. Mac Jones heading the offense there for the Patriots. I don't know. I think that look at the um, quarterback to tight end. Passing for the Ravens with Mark Andrews there, he's uh, someone who's going to I think come up big in this game, and I think that the Ravens won't have any troubles beating the Patriots in this one. Um, not going to go through all the games, but a couple other uh, yeah, the Eagles playing like we mentioned at Washington, the Commanders still have a hard time saying that name. Nonetheless, um, Philly looked quite good on Monday night. When they're playing, I, I think that their receivers, you have Devontae Smith, uh, you have Quez Watkins, and of course you have Washington with Jahar Dotson, Curtis Samuel, McLaurin. So Jalen Hurts will be the difference in this game, as will be for the rest of the season with the Eagles when he's able to run as well as throw. My knock on him has always been, yes he can run the ball and lead your team like that, but can he beat someone with his arm? And he did that on Monday night. So against a very good Vikings team I thought. He made it look easy. So if uh, he's on like that it could be a long game for Washington. Should be interesting to watch because those divisional matchups can go either way, but I will take the Eagles uh, probably by about seven in that game as well. You had the Lions and Vikings. Both of those teams are one and one. I think that uh, Dalvin Cook only had 17 yards Last week against the Eagles I look for him to come back And have a huge game against The Lions in this one The Saints who lost to us last week Will be at the Panthers Carolina is 0-2 Baker Mayfield's already been sacked Six times through two games I don't think it's going to get much easier For him We'll see what Jameis Winston does I think he's still banged up a little bit Uh, That should be a, a, a game that I don't know, could go either way, but I don't think that the um, Saints will have much problem with that. Texans at the Bears. I look for the Bears to be able to go ahead and win that. Interesting, the the largest spread of any of these games this week is only six or six and a half, depending on what you look at. So a lot of even games, pretty much. Jacksonville at the Chargers is a four o'clock game. I think that um, Eckler is going to have a good game for Los Angeles. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's had a good quarterback rating so far this year, and he's only going to get better as time goes. It's just a matter of how many games Jacksonville has to go before they actually start being a um, force to be dealt with out there. Look for the Chargers to win that one. I think that um, the other game that we're talking about will be the Rams and the Cardinals. That's going to be a 4 o'clock game, 4.30 game. Um, I think that um, Stafford is going to be able to pull the Rams through that one, and then of course um, you have the game on uh, Monday night is going to be the uh, Cowboys and the Giants. Giants are two and all. Who'd have thought that they may be the worst two and all team of all time? However, a win is a win. Take nothing for granted. Cowboys, Dak Prescott is still out, so we'll see what happens. Shaquan Barkley. With the Giants I look for him to uh, It's going to be tough Rushing against Dallas To be honest with you So we'll see what happens I don't think Elliott will have That good of a game So it's going to come down To um, some defense As well in that game Guys That's pretty much All the time we have I know I wanted to get To more college football Unfortunately uh, We don't have the time to do so right now, I think that if you look at some of the games quickly, we're going to have Tennessee playing um, the Gators this week in a game that's going to be a it's going to be a big game. I, I really think I look forward to watching this one. I think that um, Tennessee is a team that can go out there and cause some problems for. The Gators, I I think that when everything's said and done, though, I think that you're going to have a win by the Gators, and um, they're putting together a good season. I think that Florida is going to be able to run the ball on Tennessee, and I think that that's going to be a game that will be worth watching. A couple other good games quickly. You have Clemson at Wake Forest. Um, that's going to be a noontime game. Wake Forest is ranked 21st. Clemson under Dabo Sweeney is number five. And I think that, you know, if you look at why Clemson lost some games last year, that could come into play on what they're going to be doing uh, later on today in that game. Um, I do think that another good game that's going to be worth watching. Today will be the um, Wisconsin Badgers at the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's a night game. Uh, It's been 17 years since Wisconsin has won at Ohio State. And, you know, stranger things have happened. I just have a feeling about uh, Big Ten games uh, Ohio State should win this game, but it might be a little closer than some teams think. As you know, Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State is ranked third behind Alabama and Georgia, or I should say Georgia and Alabama. Georgia looks very, very good. As a matter of fact, I don't uh, I don't doubt that they should be the number one ranked team. And uh, until they lose and prove me otherwise, they're the best team in the country right now. Duke and Kansas would be a good game to watch uh, today at noontime If you um, want to get your fix in at that time And then one more game, Arizona at Texas A&M That's a night game tonight at 7 o'clock And um, I think that's going to be a closer game again Than some people want to say And uh, anxious to see how that one turns out So all in all, it's like I said, to start the show It's going to be a great weekend for sports Hopefully the Rays can uh, pull ahead of Toronto in the wild card and that the Bucks take care of business as well they should against Green Bay tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the show. Like I said before, each and every week, more and more fans start to listen. I get some emails and calls, and I appreciate uh, everyone tuning into the game as always. Have a safe weekend, be diligent, and above all, stay positive. This is Jimmy B. saying we'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Have a great weekend.